0: Welcome to the cocoon, where the 99% transform into 100%. I'm your host, Michael Baker, and you're listening to the Open Door Podcast Series. Please welcome my guest from Portland, Oregon, Shalom Mayberg. There's so much old stuff in here. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It is an old type of place. (laughs) It is, I guess you could say this is retro (laughs) in Kebu boo retro. I like, yeah, it's pretty much... um, yeah. Do you want to see it still old? Should we, you know, you think it needs to be updated here? I, I mean, I, I like old. You like old. Interesting. Yeah. I like old and, uh, refurbished. Let's put it that way. If it's good. Uh,
1: I'm also not a fan of where we're going and that's new. Right. That's why, I, maybe that's why I like old.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's all another conversation. You're <laughs> Okay. So, okay. We're here. We're, <laughs> we're, we're live at KV radio. Uh, I, I'm here again with uh, Shalom Mayberg. Shalom, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Michael. you doing pretty good. All right. Yeah. We just had our holiday season here in Portland, Oregon. It's still December 29th, yes, 2016. A couple more days. A couple more days. And we are leaving 2016 behind into a whole new, a whole, whole new era. There's <laughs> a lot that has been going on. And, you know, Shalom came here today and we were, you know, We never know exactly what we're going to talk about, but uh, I think we do now. Um, There's been a lot of deaths, a lot of passing in 2016. And I say that in the public eye. You know, there's a lot of entertainers. Uh, Prince passed away. Gary Shanley. uh, Carrie Fisher just died, and her mother died the day after. And the list goes on and on and on. George Michael. um, These people are young. They're not old. And, you know... uh, I've been dealing with some things, you know, fear of death, to be honest with you. And it's so interesting that you brought that up today. And you told me something that I had not known about. And this leads us into discussion about, I I guess, death and how to handle these things. Um, So I'm going to actually let you go ahead and and, and lead with this. Uh, You said something happened two months ago with you.
1: Yeah, so um, th- this is definitely a little bit more personal, um, even though it's it's public knowledge, generally speaking, um, but how I'm dealing with it is a little bit more private. Uh, so two months ago, my, my dad passed away. Um, he was 89 years old, and uh, it wasn't expected. He was, aside from having type 2 diabetes and smoking a pack and a half a day and eating a lot of sugar and no <laughs> exercise, he was actually uh pretty pretty good he was he was mostly healthy and and really aware um, his mind was really strong uh, and so it was really unexpected um long story short he went to the hospital because he fell and so mm-hmm. they they did some x rays to look for breaks and fractures, and there weren't any uh but they did find something in his lung and um some sort of growth and he also had an infection, so they put him on antibiotics. And, uh, he was just waiting for the infection to go away so that they can look at what was growing there in his lung. And a couple of days into it, he just had a heart attack and passed. Hmm. Um, this was in New York at NYU. And, uh, it was, it was, um, it was difficult. Uh, I have two sisters and three brothers. They're all older than me and we're a pretty tight knit crew, um, and and my dad was like the leader he was he was the leader of of the pack um just because from like the day he started having us he was so instrumental to our growth Hmm. and to our family and also to our community he was um, back in miami beach where he was living uh he was weird to say this, but he was like next in line. He was the oldest person in our community there. And, and growing up, it was a very small community. And it's still kind of small, the, the community that they lived in. And um, yeah, he was the oldest person and everyone looked up to him and everyone really um, would go to him just to hear stories, just to hear what it sounded like, what it what, what it mm-hmm. used to be like back in the day. Uh, he always wore this. He always wore these really fancy suits with, you know, shoes that were you know from back in the day that were always matching, and and a hat. And towards the end of his life, he was walking around with a cane, and just really, really a classy man. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> it. Um, I didn't get any of that from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and that's why I said earlier, like I, I like I like older things because um there there's something really classy about it there's something really interesting about it hmm. and and where we're going um is is not well made mm-hmm. <laughs> the things that we're that we're buying and and using and and throwing away essentially
0: you mean the the mass production quick you know, yeah. even houses you know well even <laughs> that's yeah that's wow yeah people's houses are falling into sinkholes and you know they, you know because they're just let's make a buck <laughs> give these people their home or you know whatever it may be
1: yeah so the quality of of cars and mechanics and and instruments and all sorts of things are 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 a whole nother story yeah 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 um so old things you yeah like old things. my dad <laughs> <laughs> dad 89 years 89 old 89
0: years old i mean Wow, that's a that's good.
1: Yeah, he fought in the Second World War. He was in the navy. He was actually in the Coast Guard, um, and uh, in times of war, the Navy would, would bring in the Coast Guard. So he essentially was working with the Navy. Um, he was a radio operator during the Second World War, mm. and um, and his dad was in the First World War, which was pretty neat. Um, mm. So it goes. It, it, it dates back. It really dates back, and there's that's... a lot of heritage in that, and a lot of culture. Yeah, um, that my that my dad brought to the table.
0: So you said before he was next in line. Like you know, I won't say the shaman, but you know how someone looks at the the wise men. You know, they they carry all the knowledge, the uh, the information to to pass down to people. And in your community, he was that.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's something special about the elders of the community. They do. They have that wisdom and that knowledge um, from just being there. Mm. That oral tradition of just hearing it and seeing it. And be able to tell stories about it,
0: yeah, they carry the vibration of that of that time, and yeah. can pass it down mm-hmm. you know for us to learn from so okay, so your dad he he you said this was unexpected, i mean really unexpected
1: yeah, so um sunday morning uh, i was I was in a lecture and i couldn't um, i couldn 't get my phone, but it was ringing, and um I just you know silenced it and then I got a text and another text, so i I thought it was something important so I looked at it and my sister had uh, messaged me that unfortunately someone passed and she didn't give any details but I th- I think that I knew right away that really the only person that my sister would would text me about if I couldn't pick up the phone would be about my dad so I went outside and I, I called her and she was crying and um, I told her I would I would figure out where I what was happening with the lecture and I had to get out of that and uh, and then get in touch with her and everyone else. And I called my other siblings and just to get an idea of what was happening, what the what the feel was like. Mm-hmm. Um, called my mom and spoke to her and told her that uh, she wasn't alone and that we were all there for her and with her. Okay, uh, so your mom is still alive. Yeah, yeah, she's 13 years younger than my dad. Oh, okay, um, and relied heavily on him. Mm. Um, so that that was the idea of of just reminding her that. Uh, that you're not alone and that you have support, hmm. um, which, which is what I preach these days is that we, we need community. We need people to rely on and to be vulnerable um, to and open with. Um, there's something really important about that and something really nourishing to know that someone else has your back, that someone else knows what you're going through and they're there to support you hmm. um, without any judgment, and, and you can rely on them and that they can rely on you and vice versa. That is, well, you know, I've told
0: you some things personally, you know, recently that have gone on is so key. When you feel like you don't have that, um, I think that's actually when you start deteriorating. I mean, you, when I say deteriorating, in mind, when you don't feel emotionally, physically supported, um, you start to check out you know um so that's it, that again a whole nother conversation um so your mother you were you were saying that you basically were supporting her letting her know this because you know when these when people pass and and I watched my grandparents um my father's parents they died one after the other it was one year and then literally not even a year she passed away and mm-hmm. you're like oh, this is not a coincidence this is when you know when you're not, there's something there. I mean, again, Carrie Fisher, Debbie Reynolds. You know, people make oh, it's just a you know coincidence. I don't believe so. Um, so, how did tell me how this plays out? You know, with your mom and, and, and
1: your dad. And yeah, well, they were married for I think fifty six or fifty seven years. So they've been oh living together gosh. for that long. So oh, that's just you're just like the other person. I mean, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, so. So I checked in with the rest of the family and and more or less they were they were doing okay. I mean, a lot of shock um and it didn't really hit. And uh and for myself, um that evening I had a uh crystal sound bath that I was going to be offering that evening at New Renaissance here in in Northwest Portland. Hmm. And they had emailed emailed me the night before saying that they were excited. They have a full house totally booked. Um you know, just excited to have me there and um and I was really excited to hear that. And then the next day, I'm like, oh, man, I have a sound bath that I have to go to tonight and um, hold space for people and, and help them with their healing and with their hmm. letting go and their movement and whatever it might be. And um, and I knew that uh, canceling wasn't an option. I don't know why, but it just it wasn't an option. I, I, I don't like doing that. I don't like canceling. Mm-hmm. And um so I was, I was going to go, and I, and I did go, and I, I didn't tell anyone. Um, and I, I sat there, and I, I did the sound bath, and it was magnificent, as, mm. as, as usual, or as always. And people came up to me afterwards and just told me some of their personal stories and just really, really moving. Um, mm. At New Renaissance, there's a lot of um, older people that, that come and participate uh, whereas maybe some of the other places um, different age groups, but new Renaissance is generally middle age and, and older age, and so that was really that was really wonderful um, to be able to support them in that way mm. and um, and during the sound bath, there were times where where thoughts about my dad came in, and I just I was able to um, remind myself that right now this isn 't the time to think about it or to start you know going over the the memories and the mm. and the TV screen that you know flashes mm-hmm. out in yeah. front of you. And I and I did. I, I put that to the side and I I stayed focused and um continued on and uh and then since then um I've been I, I didn't cancel anything. Um hmm. we flew to Israel to bury my dad and within one week. Uh I flew to New York um to spend some time with my dad uh before we flew with him to Israel. Stayed there for two days, we buried him. Um Flew to Miami to um, to sit. My my family's Jewish, and so we sit Shiva, where for seven days um, community members come and pay their respect to the family and uh, and bring food, of course. <laughs> of course, um, yeah. And uh, and it's supposed to be a time where where you tell stories about the deceased and mm. and just you know the memories and the things that maybe people don't remember um, to bring it back into life. Mm. And uh, so I went down to Miami. I
0: okay. love that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, oh, it really bad. was. Um, we had friends that flew in from New York and from California, and I had some of my childhood friends that are still living in Miami, and they were there. And so it was just wonderful. It was wonderful to to sit with my friends, and and my yoga teacher um, lives down there in Miami, <laughs> and they uh, she came with her husband, and it was just it was wonderful to have that community,
0: mm, and, a community again. Let me go back one second um you said israel um you buried him in israel
1: yeah yeah my
0: yeah tell me about that that's a long ways to go from
1: miami (laughs) it is it is um and why my my dad's mother was born in palestine um, really before 1948 before uh the un resolution to you know um, create the state of israel Mm -hmm. and so she is in fact, Palestinian. Um,
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so she's buried there in Israel, and um, my dad's uh, sister, who also passed, is buried there, and he wanted to be buried with his mom and with his sister. Hmm. Um, so uh, so we buried him there, and wow. it was it was a wow. trip. It was a real trip. It was really interesting. Um, I have I have these stories, you know, people. This is my first time dealing with a, a close death in the family. I've never experienced this before. Mm. This is all very new to me. Um, and so I remember people telling me in the past how they've had a family member pass and the the spirit of, of the person would, would come and show themselves in some way, whether you know if they were a smoker, they would smell cigarette smoke or mm. doors would open and close or lights or things like that. And... You know, you kind of believe it in, to some degree, but, but not so sure because it's it sounds a little bit outlandish. Um and I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I had some really really interesting experiences um just in that first week and a half that really reminded me that like my dad is still here and, and still very present. Mm. Um with me and with my family throughout that whole process of you know, being in New York and then flying to Israel and then coming back. Um, so my plan, I'll, I'll say this quickly, my, mm-hmm. my plan was to go to New York and, and spend some time with my dad in the morgue um, and not fly to Israel. Just It was a long trip, and, and I had to get back to Portland and, mm-hmm. and continue working, and I don't know what I was thinking, but my plan was to not go through the whole thing. And um, so I went to the morgue. Um, it was a Jewish morgue and it was closed that day. And they had someone there with the body. They have this, um, this tradition that someone stays with the body 24 hours until the body is buried um, as respect, to pay respect to the body, just to not leave it on its own. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. So it's really interesting, and um, it was a holiday that day, and so the building was closed and locked, and they don't use phones, and they don't have doorbells. It's it's um, during holidays and, and Shabbat, the Saturday, mm-hmm. the Sabbath, mm-hmm. they don't use electronics, they don't use any of that. So uh, my sister in law told me like you can go, but you're probably not going to get in. You know, they're not going to hear you knocking. And I was like, well, I have to I have to try. And um, I parked, uh, this was in Brooklyn, and I parked the car and I walked over to the building and it's this big building, a full block's length, and I'm knocking on all the windows and I'm knocking on all the doors and no one's coming out, no one's hearing me at all. And I walked across the street and I saw someone walking and I said, hey, do you know how I can get inside? And they shrugged their shoulders, they didn't know. Um, and I remember specifically crossing the street and I felt this presence um, around me, but then I also felt something going in me hmm. and and filling me up and that the moment that that happened, I recognized that I stepped into my my greatness I stepped into my being that I no longer had this father figure to hmm. and even though he didn't financially support me anymore and he um you know he was older and I, it was almost as if like I and and my siblings were like supporting him emotionally and and, and mentally, Mm -hmm. but he was still that, that father figure. And so when I, the moment that happened, I I realized that I am becoming my own father figure. I am becoming my, my man. And, and it was very, it, it was very interesting. Like I, I, I felt it. It was tangible. It was, it was so real. And I remember like standing up straight and telling myself, I've got this and not just i got this like getting into the building but i got this in life like i am now in full control mm-hmm. over me and and everything that's going to happen and not the same control like i wow. can control things around me i'm i'm saying like right. i know i know myself and i and i can make this happen i can i can live this life in a proper way in a good way um and be supported mm. and so i get back to the door to the main entrance and um knocked again and no one was there. And so I, I stopped and I, I looked up towards the sky because that's where we always look. <laughs> um, and silently I said to myself, I said, Dad, if this is what you want me to be doing, if, if you want me to be inside here and to connect with you um, before, before the burial, I need your help. I need you to get me into this building. And I kid you not, literally... Less than two seconds later, a gentleman was coming around the corner, which was only two and a half, three feet from where I was standing, and um, walked up to the door, uh, grabbed the key from its little hiding place, and put the key in the doorknob. And I said, um, "My my dad's in here. My, can I go in and and spend some time with him?" And and he was like, "Yeah, sure. Come on in." <laughs> and it was just it was, it was incredible. It was really, really incredible. That um, yeah, is. And, uh, and, and I have stories like that all along the way from getting onto the airplane, from getting off of the airplane. Um, we got this one really, really quickly. We, we got um, my two brothers and I were on the first flight with my dad underneath in, in the cargo section. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of my family was on the next flight the next morning. And um, someone set up for us to go through customs a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. And um, so what they did was they met us at the airplane exit. Instead of going through the regular lines, they took us outside and downstairs onto the tarmac into a car and then drove us to, like, the next building. And um, when we got inside the car, I looked towards the airplane, and I saw that there were three caskets there. Mm. Um and there were people around it. They had just taken it off the airplane. That's the first thing they take off the airplane are the caskets. Mm-hmm. Um, and right away I said, oh, my God. And I said, I told my two brothers that were beside me, I said, that's that's dad over there. And so I asked the driver if I can get out and, and go over to my dad's casket. And he was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, in, in no other country can you walk on your own on the tarmac without being supervised or, or you know, with security. And... Um, even more so in in Israel, words, where it's where mm-hmm. it's not, it's not dangerous, but it's it's the whole land is disputed and mm-hmm. and they're very um, tight with security and and I went out there to the casket and I was just standing there underneath the airplane on the tarmac. One of my brothers came with me, and and there I am, just having my hand on my dad's casket, hmm. where like he was just with us, you know. As we got on the airplane, he was with us when we got off the airplane, and just literally at every junction along the way, there was my dad showing up, awesome. and and it was just it was so amazing. And then that that goes that that goes in line with like the stories that the community members from Miami Beach were were telling us of like how my dad was just always showing up. He always <laughs> he was always like supporting he and was. helping someone. Um, and thinking of it now, like I I, I say this, you know. Um, in, in great honor, but like, I think that's where I get it from. Yeah. I think that's where I get like showing up for people and just wanting to be present hmm. to help support someone or anyone um, within my means. And, uh, that's amazing. Yeah. And and you are, you are, I, I
0: didn't meet your dad, but I, I can envision by what you're telling me about him and you may not have got his clothing style no, <laughs>
1: then, and then i'm in my yoga pants hey you sneakers. look good to me you look good me. um
0: but you you definitely have that and so with that because you are you you hold such great space and you uh you know my short time knowing you you've done that for me and uh now we're able to give to people this way and so this is death is um you know in this country I think a West Western, and I'm I'm saying I don't know other cultures, but I know that uh, you know we fear death a lot. We don't, it's you know we we're, we're afraid of it. We're afraid of not existing, not being, or people leaving us. Uh, I know I've been dealing with that uh, you know all my life. I, you know you don't recognize it, but as you know you get older, um, you start to think about these things. And if you have illnesses, or other people do, and again, like I said, this year, this 2016. I think a lot of people have that in mind because they've seen so many high-profile people die. You know, it's dying, 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 dying. Um, And it makes you question and things. And so I know that a lot of people are going through that because they just, I know they are. Um, And so you wanted to share, you know, how are you dealing with this? That's, That's what we're getting to. And how do people... I want to say, how do people, how are you dealing with it? And hopefully we can, um, you know, be a support for people to um, guide them through this process.
1: Yeah. The big take home message that I got from this was, and I don't see, I don't say this in a very negative way or, or a somber way, but we are only moving closer to death. It's, it's a matter of fact. See that. Okay. Again, words. It does.
0: That's It's like, what do you mean with closer to death? (laughs) again, we can talk about things for forever. That, that feeling that, 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 that feeling that you get when you, when maybe you hear that, it's like, no, it's, it's, I don't want to not, I don't want to say exist, but, um, it just feels sad. There's a sad feeling to that. Like, I, I'm. Well, so here's the,
1: here's the positive side of it. Okay. Here's the not so sad thing. Um, spend more time doing things that you enjoy <laughs> spend more time not running around from work to to the to your other work to other engagements to spend more time at home with the family spend more time with yourself spend more time doing things that you enjoy that bring you joy that bring the people around you joy because if you're not doing that you're only rushing to your grave and again a matter of fact so, why not stop rushing? Mm-hmm. Why not slow down? Why not enjoy the moments, those in between spaces where, when you're sitting at a restaurant or a cafe and your friend gets up to go use the restroom, mm. instead of picking up your phone and, and, and checking all of that stuff, why don't you look around, smile, take a deep breath, let it out with a sigh? Look outside, look out of the window and and look at the trees for a moment or the people passing by and just really savor that moment where you don't have to be doing something. You can just be present because that's happening um, so little right now where, Mm -hmm. where we're again, we're constantly moving and running and moving and running and doing and having to act. I, I guess I'll say
0: be personal about this but you know um, recently I, I had this little health scare thing where I had this I called I called I called I text or emailed lots of people because I freaked out I've had things all my life you know tons of different things and that my body has uh, dealt with in the, in the planet <laughs> coming to the planet Earth and there's always been like I was just telling you this 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 you know, low grade thing of fear of death is you know Someone killing you, someone you know dying, not not fulfilling my mission, not fulfilling whatever it may be, and I know we all have it, you know uh, i think we do um and this little thing that happened, I had this you know lump on my head, you know freaked me out because normally things go away and and I had mentioned to you that um you know two three weeks before I had one of your sound baths. Uh, really, I mean this, um, I had that experience this is in our one of our podcasts. Um, and that I was feeling all this anxiety, and, you know, I was quieting down, and, uh, you know, and I meditate, but this was different for some reason, and I had to sit with this anxiety. I didn't have to. That's what came to me, was to be present with it, and it was hard. It, was, it felt painful. It felt like I was going to die. You know, that's the, actually the anxiety. It was like, you're not going to make it, and that's a weird thought to have. I mean, just by, you know, you're sitting somewhere and, and having to be quiet. But I feel, I sense that many, many, many people deal with that. Now uh, I say this in a different way. I have a family member who is constantly thinking, I mean, we all do. This individual just doesn't stop, speaks out the words (laughs) that they're thinking. We're like, uh, It's not that you talk a lot; it's that you're saying everything that's coming to your mind. Mm -hmm. You're just you're not you're not you're not present with yourself. You're not conscious of what's going on. And so, honestly, this is I should say the 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 major disease in humanity right now is that we are constantly constantly thinking. We don't stop. We're not being present with anything. I. I acknowledge this myself. I have not spoken to certain family members because I'm like, okay, I'm working on my stuff. I'm working on these things, and you know, and I haven't had uh, uh, money since my business. You know, uh, and everything ended in 2007. And you know, and once I get this done, then I'll you know I'll engage with this. Well, you know what? It's been two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years now with certain people, and I have not communicated. And now I'm like, what do I say? What what is? What do I do? Well, I've missed out on that. I've missed out on, on you know, uh, I feel like I'm going to cry, uh, you know, on my nieces, you know, growing up and, and my nephews and, and um, you know, trying to make it, trying to get out of a situation and, and survive and, and be. And meanwhile, um, while I'm stressing out and having a lump on my head, <laughs> you know, or other things, um, the things that I'm saying I, I, I want to experience, I've, I've negated. And so... Um, back to this experience about sitting with things, being present with it and that's what happened this time with me specifically was that I, with that that happening and you helped me greatly by the things that you were sharing um, that I'm not being present I'm not, I'm not here what is this all about, what am I doing all this for Um, to get to a certain level, to get to a space to finally have uh, resources like I used to, to, I don't know what it is and and hence with all these different deaths and things and then you sharing what you share with me today i didn't know you're you're you made you're not moping around here like you know you just your dad passed away two months ago you you haven't said one thing about that you don't talk about negativity i don't hear you go oh well this happened you know i don't see that in you and so it really took me aback when you said it to listen and you were talking about let's let's talk about this today and let's talk about how you're getting through it and um so, so, so the being present and not letting things, can you speak on that more? And how do we do this? How do we, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I think what you had just said, um, a lot of people can relate to how, how you missed these different opportunities, family members and different occasions because you were you were working on something or you're taking care of business or whatever it was, um, all so that you can get where and do what then. And, you know, unfortunately that that is time lost. You can't you can't turn back that clock and go back to your niece's birthday mm-hmm. party or whatever it was, um, but you can start now, and you can start yeah. like literally this moment when we're done here. You know, go and call up your niece and just say hello. Hmm. Um, tell her that you thought about her today, uh, or or another friend you can call them up, or or just call someone up and who you haven't spoken to in a while and say, hey, do you want to go and get a cup of coffee and not talk about business and not pick up your cell phone and not do anything else but just to look at that person. And spend time with them and chat and catch up, um, because these these relationships that we have this is this is what it is right now. This is what we have here on, on planet Earth is we have these relationships, mm. and we can either get carried away with with everything that's going on, whether it's political or our job security or or food security, all, all of these things that are that are kind of frightening, um, and. I'm not saying to not pay attention to those things, mm-hmm. but but we can also, and we, and we should really just get grounded and, and connect with the people that we have around us, within our couple of blocks, within our couple mile radius, yeah. and just spend more time with them and go draw, go paint, go sing songs, go, you know, pick up an instrument, whatever it might be. Instead of saying, oh, that's on my bucket list. Oh, that's on my bucket list. And then that thought, then that thought. But wait a minute, you should be, you should be, you should be doing this. You're
0: wasting time. You're, you know, why are you sitting here and not doing anything? Uh, you know, oh, you're, you're making a phone call. If these thoughts that, that go through your mind. And again, survival thoughts. Oh, uh, I don't even, Some actually, now I'm thinking, am like really survival thoughts? It's like, it doesn't even make any sense. It's like, you know spending, you know, five minutes talking to someone you love is not going to um, take you from what you're doing in your life. Uh, taking 10 minutes to call them up. Well, what, what if they don't, you know, what if they're mad at me? Well, what if they are? But but what if they're not?
1: Yeah. And, and so to really bring it home, um, the practice that I've turned to and that I'm really, really engaged in now daily, and, and I've been on and off the, the, the train, the wagon <laughs> um, about daily, but I, I went back to my meditation practice, and and actually, since my dad passed, it it was a little bit difficult um, to do my my regular routines. Things were a little bit um, up in the air, but I've I've gotten back now to my meditation practice.
0: Okay, when you say that, because you teach meditation, you give meditation, you do sound baths. So, what do you mean your meditation practices?
1: My my personal practice, my okay. personal what I do at home, yeah, um, privately. Uh, that was um, not as concrete as what mm-hmm. it as what I would like it to be. Okay. Um, and so more recently, a couple of weeks ago, I, I got back on and, um, started doing my silent meditation again and, um, just really, uh, getting back to that center, getting back to that balance. Um, mm. and that's just brought me so much joy and it's helped me to remember all of the wonderful times that I spent with my dad hmm um and and sometimes it makes me cry uh when I think about it and sometimes I'm like wow I totally forgot about that yeah. story and that was like it was like 20 <sighs> years ago yeah, and yeah and so it's it's this meditation that's helping me to remember those good times um it's helping me to connect to what I'm doing now and uh and it's reminding me that I still have this relationship with my dad that you know even though he's not here in physical form um, I'm still able to connect with him. I'm still able to to feel that presence, and, and it's really healthy. It's really, really um, fulfilling hmm. uh, and, and nurturing my needs right now. Um, okay. And 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 lastly, I, I, I guess what that's let me do is is be a little bit more vulnerable to the public. Um, hmm. I've always been a little bit uh, closed off in that area because you know here I am. Um supposedly I'm I'm helping people and I'm guiding people and mm-hmm. so I can't be, you know, I can't have issues or problems y- yes, or you know that's the... <laughs> uncertainties in life because then how can I help people? But yep. um at the end of the day, no. On the contrary, I, I mm-hmm. am human and, and I live this life and I walk on this planet just like everybody else. And uh and I've got issues and I've got stuff. Right. Um but but this meditation practice is just really, really allowing me to open up and to be more human, um, to be more authentic, first of all, with myself, which then allows me to be more authentic with other people.
0: I want to touch on this before I think you're going to take us through a guided meditation, yeah? Yeah, I would, I would love I to. Would, I would love that. But something that you just said, you know, that you were uh, guarded or, or, you know, you couldn't be vulnerable. You didn't say you couldn't be, but, you know, we have that thought, that uh, belief, and I say we, those of us, I think anyone, whether your mother, your father, uh, you have to be there for you know for the family. You have to be strong or a leader, uh, a healer. Um, you know, we can't somehow we've we got this idea that um, if we have problems or we're, we feel weak, that we're not um, we're not capable. We're going to be maybe uh, put aside. I know that I felt like that's what's kept me from doing many things. If they know that I'm struggling with you know, with finances or these things, then people are going, "Well, what are you doing? You talk about these things, but how come you're going through that?" And then you, so you hide it, uh, and I want to say hide it, but you you don't allow yourself to be open, to be vulnerable. And then when that happens, that's when I think the 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 the, the mind wheel of of you know goes, and you don't have support and uh, you know how how can you support me if you if I don't share with you anything everything is fine mm-hmm. everything yes i'm doing great no i'm not doing great right now oh my gosh if i tell them that they're never going to believe anything i say about it is it, just it just gets crazy in the mind but um i think that that's what happens with a lot of people um and so how do we get through that how do we get through this process of um this mind wheel that you we talked about death and this, there's a lot of things here. You talk I say the fear of death, but you know, how do, how do we, how do you, how do we do this?
1: So we got to live, we got to live life to the fullest. we got to, we got to be more present, which is what we're saying. Um, I think that's the only answer mm-hmm. is just to be more present. And, and for me personally, that happens through meditation. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are other ways, and everyone maybe has their own little technique here and there. But just not getting carried away with 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 social social media and and making everything look like it's all just perfect, and you know all the <laughs> That's smiles. That's a good way to put the, that.
0: That's a really yeah social. I think that that tips it off. It's like you know all these wonderful things. You know, I don't I don't post on Facebook um, right now because I don't really have anything. To share, and I don't want to pretend that you know things are theirs. But we, we, I do it in other ways in my life, and right. and now being vulnerable or being open to this um, in meditation, meditation's key for me. Um, so I'm I'm excited to to you to share this with everyone and guide us. Yeah, for some time.
1: So Great. How does this work? Well, uh, if you're driving at the moment. <laughs> Um, pull off to the side and and put the car in park okay Uh, but you know if you're in a room and you're and you're sitting down on a couch or on a chair just um, maybe sit upright or find a comfortable position all right and you can rest your hands on your lap or on your thighs and uh, just close your eyes and take a deep inhale and an exhale full breath full round of breath and then maybe do it another one or two times And allow your muscles in your entire body to begin to relax with each breath. Starting from the top of the head, relaxing the forehead and the eyebrows. Relaxing the cheeks and the jawbone. Allow your body to continue to breathe naturally on its own. Now your shoulders are relaxing and your upper back and your chest. Relax the rib cage and the belly, the middle and lower back. Relax your upper arms, your forearms, your elbows, wrists and fingers. And then begin to relax your legs, your thighs, knee joints, calves, ankles, toes. Allow yourself to just be present with the breath. Slowly moving your awareness just from different parts of your body. From one part to the next, just observing the silence, the gentle space. And slowly bring your awareness to the center of your chest. We call this the heart center. And begin to imagine that with each breath, each inhalation and exhalation, that breath is moving in and out through that heart center of yours. Feel the belly and the chest move as you breathe. And this might take some time, but allow yourself to connect with the rhythm of the breath, the movement of the chest and the belly, and maybe the energetic components of this heart center. Recognizing that this is where we feel nurtured, where we are able to love ourselves and others. where we feel the love of others. And the more and more that you sit in this space, gently focusing on the heart center, this area will begin to get warmer. You'll be able to actually feel the space of this heart center. the warmth will grow. The awareness of this heart center will grow. And when that happens, you'll feel more peaceful, more soft and gentle with yourself and others. Slowly and gently bring the awareness back to the entire body. Your arms and your legs. Your fingers and toes. Front and back. Bring awareness back to the breath beginning to take fuller, deeper inhalations and exhalations. Feeling the whole body moving as one unit. Expanding and contracting with each breath. Become aware of your surroundings, the chair that you're sitting on, the room that you're in. Put a gentle smile on your face. Take a full, deep inhale. Full, complete exhale. And then slowly... Begin to open your eyes and come back. Wow,
0: that was wonderful. How long was that? How long was I out?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the the beauty of that is that was really short. I, yeah. I, I didn't check what time we started it, I but did, yeah. uh, not more than seven minutes, or yeah. eight minutes. And mm. that's, that's all that it takes mm. a couple of minutes a day, a couple of minutes every other day, just to sit and to slow down and be more conscious and be more aware. And you can bring that awareness to the heart. You can bring it to the belly. You can bring it to the forehead. you can bring it to any part of your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so helpful. It's so beneficial. Yeah. To be. You know, we talk a lot about this uh, and I say
0: we, we, uh, you know, in these podcasts and and on what I talk about, you know, consciousness and being present. Um, And for me, I'm just going to, I can speak for me, for me, you know, meditations, again, some people don't like the word meditation, uh, but really it's what we just did. It is bringing um, awareness just to your being that Mm -hmm. you're, that you're breathing, that you're human. Um, I think the, the fears with that is because you know we think i was thinking all sorts of stuff you know we're there but i whenever i think that stuff i always come back to the center so whenever my thoughts were here i go back to you know i'm hearing your voice you know if it's a guided meditation and it's bringing me right back you know to be aware and it calms the nervous system down it calms it down our nervous systems because of like you say where we're going that this constant going are. Completely out of balance mm-hmm. and that causes illness and that causes all sorts of uh uh confusion and pain uh so practicing this allows us to uh remember ourselves, remember you know that we stand that we breathe that we're human that we're that we're light and 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 you feel the beauty in that I feel peaceful, you know that is us and and that I can do and be and I can talk to you and sit with you in that presence without the, you know, um, uh, anxiety of what am I going to do? What's he thinking? What's going on? You know, all these things that happen. Um, so to be simple about it, to be clear about it, that's what to me meditation is. is just being aware of yourself mm-hmm. and what's around you. And imagine if we, you know, practice this daily and just that because, you know, Hey, I you know I'll, I'll do an hour meditation or a thirty minute meditation, but it's not necessary to to come into a place of you know balance. Um, and so, what do you think with that?
1: Like I said, uh, a couple minutes a day. Uh, you know, if that's all you're going to do, that's that's perfect. And yeah. um, it's interesting how like if you if you sit and you and you set a timer for like, okay, I'm going to do I'm gonna do four minutes. He said just a couple minutes a day. So I'm going to do four minutes, and maybe not on day one, but but day two. You're going to be like, "Oh, that was really quick hmm. or or day three or day four, you're going to be like, "Oh I, I kind of want to do it longer, hmm. and um I think they say with like uh, instruments playing instruments, they say, mm-hmm. practice every single day, mm, even good. if it's just like three minutes, practice every day because <sighs> three minutes into it you're not going to stop, yeah, that's and good, I like that, yeah, 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 so just you know do it a couple of minutes, and you'll you'll begin to see the difference that's taken place. In just that short amount of time, you're going to want more of it. And, and it's going to bring calmness to your life. It's going to, bring, um, it's going to bring your nervous system back to balance. Back to balance. Yeah. Wow. So you can make clear decisions and so you can eat healthy food and so you can um, do things that uh, rejuvenate you and support you versus the opposite.
0: Yeah, because, well, I could say because, but that's, that's the key. That's the key. And so this is, thank you what a what a wonderful idea what a wonderful thing for people to be able to take and, and practice so um uh do you you have these you said you had a, a cd do you do a, a guided meditation on your cd
1: yeah um there are two guided meditations on the album oh okay are yeah. they with music or are they just
0: plain just voice
1: there's actually um both of the tracks have some um live i think it's sarod that we had it's a um an indian classical uh, instrument mm, that a mm. uh, friend of mine was playing in the background. Oh, nice! So, um, so it is with with um, music in the background, but it's like a it's more like a drone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's on it's on iTunes and and um, CD Baby and okay. Uh, it's a, yeah, it's available. and how do they
0: how, how do how do people find that and get it? Oh, what would be
1: the name well, of it you can type in my name shalom mayberg uh on itunes mm-hmm. um or the name of the album is called imperfect or i'm perfect it's uh, uh-huh. i apostrophe m perfect okay that's right so however I'm you're feeling perfect. that day yeah, <laughs> that is yeah how you call it
0: <laughs> i like that very much okay so um yes this is wonderful and uh i can 't give exact dates right now, but you you do the sound bass we talked about this stuff you 're here all the time We're, you're, you're mm-hmm. part of the crew, so <laughs> you guys this is this is uh, a helpful um, and if it 's helpful for you, um, please leave a message you know uh, you know please support uh, Shalom in this and uh, give us feedback um, if this is helping you um, i really i really en- I said this to you i I enjoy my time with you um you're just one of these people who I I flow with, and and that is um, I'm gonna say hard to find. It sometimes it can you know you have to, I feel like I have to try, but I don't try with you. I'm just just here.
1: Yeah, it is very natural, and it feels like um, each time we we come in here and we sit in the studio, it, it feels like a meditation in its it own really right. It really does. Um, there's no sound out in the background. We're not on our phones, and um, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm right in front of you, and I'm looking in your eyes, and I'm talking to you, and you're talking back to me, and there's just something really, really human about that, that um, that I miss. And yeah. so I actually like love coming in here. <laughs> um, I, can pay, I can pay you to uh, <laughs> for me to come in here, and we can just talk on these microphones. There you go. See, we 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 have we have exchange. Yeah, that's wonderful. So
0: we're going to continue to do this, and I hope everyone else is getting the same. I mean, um, you know, I'm going to put this out there. You, we're, I, for this one, I'm going to ask people, we'll put this out on social media and on what, if you want to hear certain topics, Shalom is, is, is my guy here. Uh, so we are going to be doing these continually and um, uh, start doing these things again. We're actually we're going to talk today about doing events and some workshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if there's something that you want to hear, you want to uh, know about, you want to discuss, you want to share, um, you want to come into the studio with us. That that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, one or two people or three people. Um, please send us a note, and uh, we'd be happy to uh, oblige and support that.
1: agreed? absolutely, I would, absolutely. I would love to hear yeah. feedback from people and and questions and and talk about really anything. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that.
0: Okay, Shalom. Thank you for sharing your story today uh, about your dad and 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 how to, you know, how you have been able to be guided. Through guided, you know, through meditation, um, through this time, and we just all send you love Thanks, and Michael. support for all that. And thank you for to your dad. Thank you, dad, for for sharing this gift to us through Shalom, <laughs> because uh, we it is a blessing. And so we honor. What was dad's? What's dad's name?
1: His name was Morty. Morty or, or Morton? But yeah. <laughs> Why does that sound so?
0: I just. Like it fits. <laughs> thank you, Morty. Yeah. Thank you, Morty. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, we appreciate you. So thank you, Shalom, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Mm-hmm. You've been listening to the Open Door podcast series. The Open Door is part of The Cocoon, the creative action centers of online open source networks. Tune in weekly, where we share ideas on consciousness, health, and creativity. Together, we are taking action where the 99% transform to 100%.